Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you all hearts are open. From you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. <coughs> Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high, and on earth, good will to men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen.
This is a Foundation Day Sunday. It's the Sunday that we celebrate God raising up uh, out of this tiny little church, a worldwide movement, the uh, International Communion of the Charismatic Episcopal Church. Who would have ever, ever dreamed something like that would occur? And it, it occurred out of a prophetic word that the Lord spoke into being. Do you realize that? Today we're going to be talking about the prophets and the place the prophets and apostles have in establishing the church. And it's what binds us together. We're going to talk in just a second as we pray together about the unity that we have with one another. And that unity comes from Jesus Christ and no other. Our life is hidden with him. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray together the Colette. Almighty God, you have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their teachings, that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our first lesson this morning is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 28. Verse 5, commencing. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and in the presence of all the people who stood in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform your words which you have prophesied to bring back the vessels of the Lord's house and all who were carried away captive from Babylon to this place. Nevertheless, hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who have been before me and before you of old prophesied against many countries and great kingdoms of war and disaster and pestilence. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace, when the word of the prophet comes to pass, the prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent. Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but you make this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will cast you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. 
This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 89 with selected verses. We will read Psalm 89 responsibly by the half verse. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David. Your seed I will establish forever. And build up your throne to all generations. But you spoke in a vision to your Holy One. And said, I have given power to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my servant David. With my holy oil I have anointed him. With whom my hand shall be established. Also my arm shall strengthen him. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie His seed shall endure forever. It shall be established forever like the moon. Even like the faithful witness in the sky. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. This morning's second lesson comes from Romans, chapter 6, beginning at verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the ones slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? But God... Be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness, and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and to the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 37. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Well, here we are in the midst of uh, the coronavirus sticking around, not wanting to leave, and uh, with it the onslaught of uh, a world, certainly a nation gone crazy. Uh, And I thought that the scriptures, I read the scriptures this week, I thought, man, how appropriate for for where we're we're at. I want to just talk to the people about uh, this craziness. When you read the uh, the the readings today, for instance, let me just use the example of Romans. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you become their slave? And uh, it can either be towards righteousness or it can be towards sin. Well, let me just ask you, as you look around out there and they're burning our cities down, would you describe that as righteousness? Or would you describe that as sin? So how do you get there and why aren't we there? You know, if if... Many of you've been with me, but if if you've been with me to uh, one of the uh, March for Life's, we usually do the one in San Francisco. We always have signs. We're carrying signs around, and uh, the signs are making statements of who we're there representing. We're, we're up there representing the Lord Jesus Christ and His children, including the unborn children, and. Uh, you don't see those any signs like that with these protesters, I noticed. They, their own affiliation with the churches is they're defiling them. Have you noticed that? Now, I can see where you got it in for the politicians, but the churches? But see, it's a, it's a lawlessness. It says that in our way of thinking, in in our template, the Bible, from the oldest of times, 
God has promised his people that he would, if they would be his people, he would be their God. And that he would intervene for them and take care of whatever situation arose. You know, we, we learn all these abstract concepts that you only find in the church, the prophetic. See, I gave you an example. How could you not believe in the prophetic if you remember St. Michael's? My God, we were just a people wandering along. We had no idea when we started wearing robes and things that, and changed the way we did things that God would start a worldwide movement from us. But that was his choice. That was his design. And it's just as prophetic as what we read and should believe in our Old Testament reading today. But you see, there's prophets and then there's false prophets. And so matter-of-factly, the writer writes of this encounter with Jeremiah and the false prophet and, and it, we know that the wages of sin are death. And so it, it says, so Hananiah the prophet died the same year, just as the true prophet prophesied. You're not going to get away with it either. You're leading the people astray, and you're not going to get away with it, because the wages of sin are death. He didn't even need to prophesy it. It's part of God's plan. If you let me, I will work with you, and your life will be abundant and wonderful. Or you can rebel against me and fight me, and you'll have briars instead of wheat that are coming up in your gardens. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then I'll hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal their land. Man, I've heard that so many times at pro-life gatherings. I haven't heard it once at one of their assemblies. Maybe they could take a moment when they're trying to tear down the statue, some great man who helped build his nation into well, I was going to say into a Christian nation, but of course it isn't a Christian nation anymore because President Obama's wife declared it wasn't. And boy, was she prophetic. But she's a false prophet. Because I'll tell you what, still as America continues to deteriorate, there's by far, in a way, more Christianity in this nation than any, probably all the nations combined in Europe, where 3% of the people are going on a regular basis to a, to a place of worship. Where in America, we're running somewhere between 25-27%, and much, much higher of people who claim that they have a relationship with the Lord. No, I don't ever see any of these people calling on the Lord to solve their problems. One of the things, though, we have seen in America is the deterioration of the church and of Christianity. You know, it used to be that uh, 
fact, the whole uh, censorship of movies, all that came from the Roman Catholic Church. It was developed by the church. The church spoke to the culture and the society, and they responded affirmatively. Not anymore. But even though you see none of the protesters, the looters, the anarchists, they're burning our cities down, calling to God to assist them, you don't even see in the political world the blue or the red calling on God to rectify the nation's problems. See, I'm not saying that the nation doesn't have problems, but I'll tell you what the basic problem the nation has is sin. In so many ways, we rejected God. And so he steps back and we step out from his covering. And then it rains his justice upon us. Where are our leaders? The only one willing to speak out and bring any kind of rule of law back and to call against this desecration of our national monuments is the president. But the blue leaders say the whole thing's his problem. It's his fault. They can straighten the whole thing out for us, though, if we'll throw him out of office and elect them. They haven't in a hundred years, but now they haven't figured out how to plan. The red leaders are no better. They're just quiet. Can you hear it? The complete silence coming from the red? It isn't they have no answers. It's they're scared. They're afraid of their own shadow. And so the only leadership that I see of any value at all that's moving forward are the anarchists. Those retrobates who were calling the shots as they burned down our cities. And yet God promises, if my people which are called to my name will humble themselves and pray, and they'll seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear them from heaven, and I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Just as he did in this situation in the time of Jeremiah, he's still alive, and he still operates today. Remember Jesus when he intervened for the uh, adulterous lady? She was about to be stoned for her conduct. In that we see another spiritual truth. No one's without sin except God. He said to the people about to stone her, let he who's without sin cast the first stone. <coughs> said this so many times, but the, one of the wonderful things that I, I, I loved about becoming who we have become is I got to become a sinner. Or I got to really acknowledge that I was a sinner. Sin's a fact of life. 
And it's not that hard. When we take confession, for instance, whether it's the uh, common one we do here in our liturgy or it's with a priest, we recite in a preparatory fashion that confessing all things done and undone in sins that are thoughts, words indeed, for those that we remember and for those that we don't, because we're sinners. We don't want to be. We try not to be. But I'll tell you, there's nothing the Lord likes more than for you to go, Lord, I'm not cutting it. I'm not making it. I blew it. Can you help me? I mean, can you imagine he who can do anything, who spoke the world into being and loves you and knows every hair on your head, waiting for people that will let him help them? (laughs) This is crazy. And yet I wonder how many of those protesters out there are asking the Lord, Lord, I know one person who is, and in the protesters, it isn't the politicians, it's that president again. I heard the other day somebody responding, the only thing he does is pray. He didn't always, but somewhere along the line he found the Lord, and the Lord put him in the most powerful office in the entire world. You know, we can clearly see that God raises up leaders in our midst. Here in Psalm 89, he's he's raised up David. But the the psalm isn't even about David. I don't have time, so I'm not going to read it. But the psalm is about what he creates and demonstrates in the personage of David goes on forever. Because remember the one thing that was different about David than Anybody else who ever lived? One of my seminarians. He had a heart after God. Remember, Ed? Or like God, it says. Even with his frailty, even with his sin, within him was this heart that was the closest that the Lord had ever found to anybody near his heart. And what it was was a, a shadow, a, 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 a model for us to see of the coming of the true God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would be incarnate, come as a man and take all of our sins and die for us and our sins. A sinless man. And he rose a God-man. Most people, he's seated in heavenly places with, with the, the Father, but most people don't realize he's sitting there with a body. He was incarnate. And he's there 24-7. What's he doing? 
What's he doing when he's sitting there? He's interceding for you and me. He's sitting there as our advocate or our, our, our lawyer before the judge, waiting <laughs> for us to bring the stuff so he can take it and get it taken care of. But no, we just burn cities. Seriously, how often do we avail ourselves to this? How often do we go before the Lord with our sins and our shortcomings? How often do we cry out about our injustices and ask Him for His help, His intervention? He's ably demonstrated He can take care of our personal needs, our family needs, our community needs, our church needs, our national needs. Even our needs as the people of earth. So today when you watch the news and you see the ongoing riots, understand who is doing it. They aren't believers. Because I just described for you facets in your life that make up you being a believer. And they're not doing that. They're not exhibiting that. They aren't that. They might have once been. But they aren't, and they could be doing the things they're doing because they don't match at all our profile, our model of what the Lord set for us. It's just that simple. The Jesus they may know is not the Jesus that we know. The one we find in our Bible. And their prophets are wrong, just as ours was today in the Old Testament. And they're headed in the same direction that he took those people. How do I know? Because, once again, our rule book, our authority on living, the Bible, tells us, in a nutshell, the wages of sin are death. We, we choose life. And to live is to obey the authorities that God has put and we find in our lives, from mom and dad, to priest and pastor, to policeman and president. And most of all, in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his word written in a book for us. Because, and I'll end here, to obey is better than sacrifice. See, that's what they're doing now. They're all sacrificing themselves for the job, for the just cause. No. We're not called to sacrifice. We're called to obey. 
And if we'll obey, and when we obey, the Lord responds. He goes before of us, and he takes care of all of our enemies. Amen? Please stand. Do not share the peace. You can look and wave from five feet away. What are our announcements? Hi, guys. You may be seated. Uh, So we do have a few announcements today, especially um, we want to announce, sorry, that was, I was waiting for the, I was so excited for the creed and the prayers of people, so getting in the zone here. Um, We want to talk about Foundation Day today, uh, if the slide operator could put up our slide for that. As Bishop talked about, uh, on Foundation Day, we actually have a particular offering that we established uh, that basically we're asking for you to give, if you're a member of our church, $10 per uh, person in your household. So my dad gives, you know, he's got a certain number of people and then some have moved out, so he's got some math to do, but you might just say $10 for yourself, but we've got some ways to do it. I don't know if uh, Madeline's found that slide there under announcements in the thing. She can't find it. Okay. Long story short is there's a couple ways to do it. You can text um, the the dollar amount, a dollar sign, number, and then the word foundation to 84321 if you want to do it that way. But you can also write your check, write Foundation Day offering on there. You can do it online um, at mystmichaels.com. So there's quite a few ways for you guys to go ahead and give that way. And I promise you there was another announcement. Oh, this is a good one. (laughs) We're continuing our uh, virtual home group and our midweek meetings. I really appreciate people who have been tuning in on that. We have our, uh, for those who are streaming today, we do have curbside communion from 1130 a.m. to 12 p.m., And then we have our 5 p.m. service continuing um, so that we are still occupying the social distancing guidelines, as you know. Uh, Those are all the announcements I have for you, so we'll keep moving on. I only had one uh, thing to add with what Jesse was saying was thank you again for those people who helped out yesterday with uh, rummage sale. That was outstanding. The Harris's especially were here, and Ronnie and Astro were here. Thank you so much. I'm trying to remember who else was here, but uh, thank you. We had an incredible rummage sale uh, yesterday. I think it was one of the at least top two amid the coronavirus, so it was really good. I want to uh, this morning uh, pray especially for the Foundation Day. And I want to devote our prayer to the Foundation Day uh, offering. Heavenly Father, just join with me. Heavenly Father, we we just uh, we lift up this day, and we remember and we celebrate humbly, humbly, Lord, what you did so far, far ago, it seems, and that, Lord, you are raising up new bodies all over the world, 
throughout Africa, and the country, all the countries of Africa seem, Lord, to be uh, acquiring CEC congregations. We're in Europe, Lord. We're in Asia. We lift up the church in America. Lord, we began with a vision and we're able to find so many, many people to share that vision with us. And yet, even to this day, we have, even in America, so few uh, buildings that we own. And so, we're, Lord, we're, we're asking you to reign upon us and to honor uh, the small beginnings and to help us. We pray for your help to be able to build new churches in in America. This has as much become a mission field as, as the world has because of the de- decline we see in the Christian church. But <clears throat> Lord, we think of the the church in Uganda that was burned to the ground by another group of Christians. We think of the church in uh, Kenya, Lord, that was uh, taken away by the government. And we realize that (coughs) the church, Lord, throughout the world is under an attack, and we pray for your intervention. We pray that you watch over those people wherever you find them. In, In Africa, Lord, we have congregations meeting under trees for the shade. But Lord, we share a common spirit. We share a common leader. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know, Lord, that nothing we ask is in vain. But Lord, as we come before you humbly, that you will Lord, cause in your perfect timing all these things to come to pass. Maybe not in my generation, Lord, but in the generations to come. As these young people who will refuse to quit, refuse to give up, Lord, I know that you're going to honor everything they do. And there will come a day, Lord. There will come a day. Even in the poorest places in the world, that uh, there'll be an abundance and a richness among your people and among ours. And so we hold just this 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 day of remembrance up to you, Lord. And we pray that as we hold on to it, that you will be there with us. Every year, every year, Lord, as we remember it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Yesterday afternoon, I received a phone call about one of my families in our church in Henderson uh, who have been stricken terribly by the coronavirus. A wonderful family. They have seven children, and five of them have the virus. And the mother, who's an incredibly dear, precious lady, is in the hospital on a ventilator, and she's pregnant. You know, when we take the body and blood of Christ, we realize that his body was broken, that ours might be healed. And... uh 
He shed his blood for the remission of our sins. So I want to hold that family up to you. We're going to offer this Eucharist for him. And I told Pastor Chris it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Jesus Christ, our great high prophet, in whom we're built up as living stones of a holy temple, building upon the foundation and the participating in the anniversary of the charismatic Episcopal Church, that we might offer before you a sacrifice of prayer, praise, which is holy and pleasing in your sight. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died, but Christ Christ is risen And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of our clergy. Remember all those who are sick, infirmed in spirit, soul, or body. We pray especially this day for Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena and Naomi, Rachel, Nadia and Kyle and Sonia and Sandra and Marie, Karen, for Tammy and Thomas. We hold up our missionaries, David and Darcy in Australia. 
We pray for our Marines and our sailors, our men stationed all over the world, men and women. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory to your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb. Amen. Just a whisper You breathe in me A new song You take me back And I'll remember The joy of my first love Praise will be my song How can I contain it how can I contain this love praise will be my song how can I contain it I cannot contain this
just when I get him ordained. But he's going to one of my uh, cherished, very, very, very best friend who desperately uh, can use you 
and the whole family. You'll, you'll all be such a, a blessing to Bishop Davidson. So I want you to come up and pray. Does anybody need uh, pray, prayer for healing this morning? If you do, you come up here. Here, come on, I want you all to come up. Thank you, Lord. Seemed like I just did this. <laughs> Amen. Lord, we just pray for his continual service at the uh, incredible level that he does for uh, another part of your kingdom. And we're we're believing, Lord. We're sowing. We're sowing this uh, this family. Lord, believing that as we plant them in the ground, you'll give us more and more coming back. Lord, we we always believe that it's a uh, that even though the wives don't uh, have holy orders, they're, that they're a part of that team that you use both of them, and that it's a ministry together. And, and Lord, don't ever let her forget that. And I bless them, Lord. You said. I bless is blessed, and I bless them to be gone and to be fruitful and to multiply that place in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And just bless these children of God, too. <laughs> what is your relationships? These are your nieces, two wonderful girls. Are you going to move with them? You don't know yet, but you'll be back there somewhere. Well, I'll miss you. All right. We just bless Sam, Lord. We bless his knees, his legs. We don't know what's going on, but you do. Nothing nothing happens that you don't allow. And so we just lift him up into the heavenlies right now, and we say he's got some issues, but that you're the great physician, and you'll, you'll touch him. In Jesus' name. Amen. What could be wrong with you? You're perfect in every way. What's going on, Chris? I'm supposed to get surgery on my hand. Didn't do it right. Corporal tunnel, missing or something. That's becoming commoner. So let's let the Lord do His deal too. Lord, we just anoint this with Your holy oil, and we just lift her up. We, as the elders in, in your church, Lord, we just uh, lay hands on her and pray the prayer of faith. And that's what she said. If you'll pray the prayer of faith, have the elders lay hands that you will touch and you'll heal and you'll make whole. And we pray that you'd find the right physician this time. Amen. In Jesus' name. And it's going to be okay, Chris. See, they're going <laughs> to. Or it won't need it. I don't Yeah. Praise God. They need a miracle, and that's his business. We don't need God for the little things. We need God for the big things. But he's a miracle-working God. If he created it, he can fix it. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you've graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you 
with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling. Reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. And he loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Thanks be to God. Nothing can take my heart.